Welcome to yet another Thursday lunch hour session of the Southern Alberta Council on Public Affairs. My name is Susan Dakin. Just a reminder, and we'll go through some of the usual things. The baskets on the table are for uh, the $10 fee for your lunch today. Um, we'll be around to collect those uh, during the lunchtime. We'd also like to acknowledge uh, our partners in this endeavor, the University of Lethbridge, for its support, financial and otherwise. Uh, they regularly uh, deliver information for us to all of their mailing lists as well. And of course, Country Kitchen Catering for their, as usual, delectable lunch that um, uh, we'll get to in about half an hour. Really, we wouldn't uh, exist, we wouldn't be doing this on a weekly basis if it wasn't for uh, the official sponsors, but also for the, the volunteers that come out week after week, month after month, year after year, um, and help organize our sessions and programs and, and uh, make sure that, uh, that this 42-year endeavor continues for hopefully another 42 years. A reminder, too, uh, we'll continue with our usual format today. Um, I'll introduce our speaker in a, uh, a minute here. Uh, at 12.30, we'll start our lunch, and then at 1 o'clock, we'll have uh, a full half hour for uh, your questions. So without further ado, our uh, talk today is uh, by Catherine Whalen Coston. Uh, Catherine is, uh, I'll say, an eclectic uh, thinker on a variety of topics, and she's going to share with us today a better world, Can Women Leaders Make It Happen?, um, and I know I, I was driving with a few people during the week, and as we drove by the keg and saw the sign um, out there, they sort of turned their head and uh, uh, questioned, hey, I wonder what that's going to be about. So it should be a really uh, interesting, and it's a very timely uh, topic. Catherine continues to write uh, a lot about um, peace and leadership and, and uh, about a better way to live uh, locally, regionally, and globally. She's been published in numerous places, and she regularly updates her writings, essays, papers on her website, and she's left some information out um, on the, the, uh, uh, the desk out front, too. Uh, uh, so if you want to follow up on some of the things she's talking about or read some of her other interesting writings, there's lots of information there. Catherine lives in a small hamlet uh, near High River, which is small itself, uh, with her husband, and it's her insatiable quest for knowledge that leads her to write in a, uh, a lot of uh, interesting areas and explore a wide range of, of disciplines in putting together her thoughts in written and spoken word. So I'll let uh, Catherine and her uh, eloquence come and uh, deliver her key message for today. Good afternoon. I really want to thank you for this opportunity to um, have this dialogue, this conversation about a, co about a topic that is absolutely fascinating to me. Um, you know, I, I spend a lot of time writing and, and, uh, and with my imaginary friends having these dialogues, but so much nicer to have real people uh, to, uh, to get some feedback. Um, the subject a better world. Can women leaders make it happen? I'm kind of going to go to the end of my conclusion and then work backwards for you. Because 
What I found was when I looked at the topic initially, I started to think a better world. Um, could women leaders make this happen? Well, I think we could. Um, you know, let me just see. Let me try and find some evidence of, of past uh, efforts. You know, women have been warriors. Women have done a lot of things. And if this is what we really want, maybe, you know, I can find something to, to show, some evidence that this could really happen. And the more I looked, the more I found that we already have a better world. We have the better world. When the wheel was invented, when it was discovered, and then we built a frame around it and it became a buggy and we put a horse with it, we said, better. That was better. And then we thought, well, you know, we stayed with that for quite a while and that was pretty good. And then we thought, well, you know, what if we got rid of the horse and added the motor and now we've got an automobile? And it's better. And we really thought that was better. That really took us places. And then I, I started looking at other places, other areas of our lives, medicine, technology. And I thought, well, we keep saying we want better, and we keep getting better. So what is it that women are going to make happen that's not already happening? It's already better. We are saying it's better. Better is a comparative word. Good, better, best. So then I thought, well, maybe we, we've done it. Maybe this is the best we can do with this ideology, with this thinking. Maybe this is the best. And so maybe when we keep asking people for better, what we're really thinking is different. In our heart of hearts, are we wanting an improvement on what we already have, or do we really actually want something different? And if we keep using the language that is not saying what we want, if we keep telling people to go out and make it happen, make something better for me, and they keep going out and in their own mind creating something that they perceive to be better, then they think they've succeeded. But if it wasn't what we were thinking, then they've failed. Because we are not defining what we really want. Now, at this time in our history, we do have a, a very strong masculine energy in our leadership systems. And, and I've worked with men and I've worked with women. And I don't think it matters one bit. If the game is war, women will play war. And we can do it just as well as men. And oftentimes, because we're women in a man's world, we will try to do it even better. So if the objective is war, and our whole system is going to be about fighting for or against, then yes, women can do that. If we want to settle, and I say settle, for better. Women or men can take us there. When we talk about the game that we play, we have rules, we have certain language we use. And right now we are playing war. And 
this really didn't come to me at the time, but I'll tell you, when my son was going to Afghanistan, I was involved in politics. I was running an election. And I wanted to talk about, was there an alternative to this? And I had another woman in, in my area whose son was also in the military, and he was going to war. And she came up to me and she said, I talked to the fellow we, we figured was going to win. And I asked him, I said, you know what? If you're going to send our sons to war, you make sure they have their protection. And then she came to me and told me this and said, he's reassured me they'll have their protection. To her, she was getting what she wanted. She wanted a better war. Her, it was an absolute to her. That was, there wasn't a choice in this. Her son was going to war, and she was going to support him the best she could. So she went and asked for better. Could I please have better? I didn't want my son protected because I knew he was going to war. War is not, you can't, there is no protection it doesn't matter how many helmets, how many, you know, uh, combat boots, what kind of armor you have. It's war. My heart was looking for something different. And I didn't understand it at the time. I didn't understand the other mother. I thought, why, why, don't, you, why don't you say you don't want your son to go to war? You don't want any of our sons to go to war until we know why they're going to war. Until we can understand this. So she was getting what she wanted, and I wasn't expressing what I wanted. I wanted different. I did not want my son going to another country, doing something for my, for my country that he would later regret. I wasn't afraid of someone killing him. I had had experience with death in my family. I understood it. It was fine with me. I didn't want to lose my son I cherished him, but I understood war. But what I was worried about is what if he killed someone? How would he live with that when he came back? How would I counsel him on that? What kind of future would he have with the understanding of that? So you see... We have to say what we want. And it doesn't matter whether we have a man or a woman in the role of leadership if we're asking them to do war for us or if we are expecting war, they'll do war. So when we start to look at this and we think, well, okay, different. Different, what is different then? Well, different would be bringing men and women to the table together to have a dialogue to work together with the energies that we both have if we want to build something different that's going to involve creation and creation involves masculine and feminine neither one can work alone it absolutely never happens so when we right now are saying men have made this big mess, well, that's impossible. Men could never have done this alone. 
We always consent to these things if we do not speak up, if we support it indirectly, if we do not take our own power and our own place. If we allow, we consent, we create. And this is world that we live in today, we have created it. And generations before us have created it. But sometimes what happens when we keep thinking about we want better, we also want someone to blame. You know, when I was a little girl and I was growing up, my mother and father were showing me all the terrible things going on in the world, and I was thinking, what a big mess, and you guys have been here way longer than me, and you're throwing this all on me? That's terrible. And I didn't want to feel the pain of knowing there were people hungry in the world. There was all this stuff going on. So I wanted someone to blame. So I pointed my finger up because they'd been there. And then after a while, you know, you go through your, your more youthful years and you start to see things and you say, I can make a difference. I can do this. And you keep saying you want better and we keep doing better, but we're never satisfied with better. And after a while... We feel like we've beat our heads against the wall long enough and we give up. Especially when the younger generation comes up and starts saying, you did this and you didn't do that and I can do so much better. And at some point, because we can't carry all this blame, we will turn to the younger generation and say, you know what? If you think you can do so much better, you do it. And you won't have all the, you know, you'll have a lot more resources than I had. It's, it's a threat instead of an embrace. And what we need, if we want different, we need the younger generation to just say, hey, it is what it is. And we need the older generations to say, hey, you have an opportunity. I am not going to condemn you for your ideas. Bring them on. What are you thinking of? What, are you, what, are you, what is it that we can do? Together, I will mentor you. I will show you the things that, you know, I tried, didn't work. Maybe they didn't work because it wasn't the right time. Maybe those old ideas can come back out again. Maybe now is the time for the different. When we start communicating with each other that what is different and what is what we really want, then we'll begin to create what we really want. And part of that is in leadership. And leaders are not rulers. The only time I can possibly think of us needing a ruler on the planet is if we were all brain dead. Comatose. You know, when you're in a coma, you assign someone to make all your decisions for you. If that was the case, we would need a ruler. We don't need a ruler. We need leadership that is inclusive. Leadership that can look around and see that other people have skills and talents and bring them forward, empower people to speak up, to bring that, that thought forward, to birth it, to bring it to creation. One person has a piece of the puzzle over here, another person has it over here. Real leadership walks towards the dream, and people see them walking and follow. Real leadership does not command you follow. It's the reason why the, the, the subject, can women leaders make it happen? Make is force. We want to give birth. We want to create. We want to come together, male and female. Not bad and good, because neither would be true. 
We all have masculine and feminine traits within us. And women embody more of the feminine energy and men more of the masculine. But when we come together, we create. When women bring their visualization, their nourishing, their, their, their nurturing, their, their ability to see things in a different way than a man who's in his action and doing. But he can't go acting and doing unless you tell him what it is you want. If we tell him that we want war because our honor is at stake or our children need protecting and they need to go to war by God, they'll do it. My son did not go off to war because he wanted to kill. He wasn't in the infantry, but he was certainly on the front lines. He went because his country said it was important for him to do. He was a man. He'd signed up for this. He needed to do it. And I needed to find a context that I could understand why it was we were at this point in the history of this planet that we were still doing war, that we still believed that we can kill someone to make and, and, and somehow win something. We need to change what we want. We need to have language that says what we want. And that language has, if, if, if we're wanting peace, we cannot use the words war. We cannot be always pointing fingers to find someone to blame. We absolutely have to accept responsibility, this is what it is, and find ways to bring people's vision forward and take it, take it and make it real. But we're not going to do that if we keep on having these wars, the war of the sexes. Men can rule or women can rule. Which would be better? No rule. No rule is better. It doesn't make sense. Why are we all here? Why do we all have brains? Why do we all have inspiration if one or two or three or ten or a hundred on the planet have all the wisdom? None of us really believe that. We all believe that everyone has something, something to bring to the table, and that is the difference. It isn't about whether men or women can lead. It's whether leadership can become more balanced, more balanced, more of the masculine and feminine. It's not going to help us to have women in politics if when we get there we have to act like men. We're not right now being invited. We are just being used, in a sense. We have women here. But women's voices, women's vision, women's intuition is not being sought. We are being asked to conform to an old boy's system to be women sitting in the pew so we can be counted as women, but not bring our voices not bring our dreams, not bring our ability to be compassionate and to see and to speak of what we see. We're not being asked for that. And that is what is different. To me, the world I want is not better. It's just not. It's really different, and it's really exquisite. It's fantastic. It's delicious. It includes everybody. There is food for all, which there really is. It's just a matter of how we distribute it. 
I mean, the things that are happening right now, it's not, we can't just keep making this better. We have to change. And change is something a lot of people fear. Change and different. Different is at the root of prejudice, racism, sexism. We fear what is different. And sometimes it's been in our best interest to actually promote that different. Don't let men into a woman's world. Don't let them know our secrets. Don't let them know our tools. And women, don't you think you're getting into that boys club? It's ridiculous. Why would we, why would we really think this makes sense? We come together to create all the time. We live together. Women have brothers, fathers, sons. Men have daughters, mothers. What is this? Do we really believe that one is better than the other? I don't think we do. But we've bought into this. And we've got, we're sort of on a, on a spiral right now. And, the, and we're at a point that we know this isn't working. But we don't want to just let it go without finding someone to hold accountable. You know, it's very important that somebody must be punished. Well, that's, that's just silly. We're just going to spend all our time looking for who was wrong. And we were all wrong at one time or another. We've all made mistakes at one time or another. And if we stay there with that energy, because it does take a lot of effort to hang on to all those mistakes people made and make sure that they'd ever make them again... If we let go of that, we can move over here to our future, to different, to balance, to where masculine and feminine is both evident, to where we use it together. And that is really what I'm hoping to provoke thought about today. It's not about whether men can do it or women can do it. If we want to settle for better, I assure you, Women can do it just as well as men. But if we want different, really different, we are going to have to bring into the, the equation the feminine energy that's been missing for so long. It's just, it's just not been there. We've lived in a world of reaction. We've lived in a world where we're not looking to create something new and something better and something... We're not really doing that. We're just looking at a better way to let go of the guilt of all of the mess that, 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 that we see coming at us every day, that the media sends to us. We just don't want to feel that pain anymore. We just we want to be happy. We're not here that long. We want to have an enjoyable time. We don't want to struggle all the time. We really do want... I, I mean, I'm seeing it everywhere. I'm seeing the young people saying, you know what? Well, why don't we do something different? Oh, no, we tried that before. Back in the 60s, it didn't work. No, we, we can't. We have to accept the fact different times, you know? Different times, something will work, and different times, it won't. And we have to accept that, too. I am not going to say to you that what I see is that if this is absolutely fail-safe way to do it. I don't know. We've never done it. I looked throughout the documents that I could find, and I find no place where we have ever actually looked at each other and said we both had value. Masculine, feminine. Let's bring it to the table. I just couldn't find it. 
That's different. That's exciting. That is evolution. That's what we're standing on the edge of. And I absolutely, with all of my heart, believe we can do it. We're ready for it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Wow, thank you very much, Catherine. Um, we'll take a half an hour now and enjoy our lunch and uh, spend some time coming up with some questions for Catherine. I think it could be a really exciting question period. Thanks. <laughs>